that if he got anything below that bar, people would be like, ah, no, Wake Me Up is still the best song, you know, this song isn't better than it. I think he's pretty much the sound of 2010 to 2020. Hey y'all, welcome to the Barbershop Quintet Podcast, the podcast where my guests and I debate our top five lists of current and past topics that are relevant for millennials like you. And who am I? My name is Tony Lee, and I'll be the host for today's show. After we debate our top five lists and back up our standings, my guests will enter the buzz cut lightning round, where they will each have to quickly formulate a convincing buy and an argument on a top five list or topic of my choosing. Based on those arguments, I, the decider, will pick which answer will resonate with me the most. Only catch is that each guest has a total of 50 seconds for their argument. Go over their time, or if they can't finish their argument, they'll get penalized points, and I may give the oppositional guests the advantage. Sorry, lost my train of focus there because uh, I uh, we have a first-time guest here who's like, oh, shit, this is strange. Like um, His reaction is like, oh, shit, this is strange because I've always been on the other side of listening to this, never been on one. So, so that kind of threw me off. But anyways, I digress. Now, as you all know, currently right now is recording and when we release this episode, we're going to be approaching, unfortunately, the three-year anniversary of the passing of a young and legendary artist. Some may argue he's reached his peak. Some may argue he's the most talented DJ of all time. Some may say that he hasn't yet. There's more to come and there's more to come. But we can agree on two things. The very talented Die Young, as he entered the pearly white gates with the likes of Biggie, Tupac, Kurt Cobain, and etc. Rest in peace to all of them, of course. Just to name a few, at a very tender age of 28. And secondly, in the music and entertainment industry, there's a lot of BS that goes behind the scenes and work that they put into their crafts themselves that we consume, that we are unaware of until it is too late or it's, you know, published into some sort of medium or out there in a documentary. Due to this combination of these many factors, in this specific industry alone, he unfortunately took his own life. So this will be the first episode I do on this specific genre that I personally have a ton of respect for um, since I myself a few years ago have, you know, done this as a hobby, but not as an artist. So he himself has done this as, as an artist. So there's much respect to him. And also, this is my third favorite genre behind hip hop and R&B. This genre specifically and himself, they both shaped the mainstream North American music landscape for the duration of early 2010s and even still to this day. There's no better person or topic to discuss about in the first episode of this genre than Tim Bergling, or better known as Avicii. So for today's topic, we will be sharing and discussing our thoughts on him, the music industry, EDM, and our lists on our top five Avicii songs. But before we do that, let me introduce you to my guest for the show today. First time guest. I don't know what to say. We're right now, I guess, on the screen. There's one, one huge denominator, well, two huge denominators. We all love EDM, especially Avicii. Secondly, we're all from the same fraternity. But first off, I, I'm going to introduce you here. He's a man of many, you know, many tastes of music, indie, alternative, you name it, rock, hip hop, lo-fi. I don't know. We went to Oceaga together. So I mean, it was a perfect concert, man. A perfect festival to like describe who you are. Fortunate and unfortunate thing, I guess, the last concert that I actually been to was March 2020, right before COVID hit, right before everything shut down. Him and I, we got to <laughs> squeezed in one last run. We went to um to see MK, Mark Kinchin, a DJ from U- the UK who was playing a rebel in Toronto. 
And um, Sean Pendleberry, my good friend, if you can please introduce yourself and give us your, your statement on the list today, your teaser statement. Hey, everyone. So I, I pretty much went with the, the pure nostalgia tracks for me. You know, I think like so many people, Avicii just kind of captured a time and a place in at least millennials' lives pretty pretty incredibly. And I think a lot of the picks that I have gone with really just kind of captured what was special about that period of time for me. So I'm excited to share. Yeah, thank you for your time and uh, thank you for being on here today. Again, I didn't mention this, but you your last minute plug-in and you were asking like, uh, how much do I need to know about it? Because it's quite you know, intimidating to jump on a podcast for your very first time, especially when it's something that like you, you thought you needed to know a lot of ex like have a big expertise on, but this is something that we all know. We all listen to music. We, the four of us listen to Vici. So it was like, just give me five songs, give me five songs. And if you know anything about the entertainment industry, that's all you need to know. It's all opinion based. Right. So when you messaged me earlier today, you're like, Oh man, it was so hard. And damn, I'm going through like this like nostalgia, like memory lane thing, going through like streams and festivals and sets and whatnot. Like, bro, I feel you, man. I feel you 100%. Sometimes I wish I was there. And some of the sets, like, shout out to the 2012 Avicii set, or was it 2012? I'm not sure. The one that he brought Madonna on, that on Ultra Music Festival, I was like, that's where I want to be. Like, that's on my bucket list because of him. That's why I want to be there. So, but thank you for um, being on the show today. I can't wait to hear your list, uh, Sean. Um, moving on to our next guest here. You heard him on the last episode. Second time guest. The sky is blue for him when he's repping his team, but the sky is also blue and sunny for him when he's listening to his Avicii. You know, that's all I can really say. You, you've gotten into the mixing game quite like recently in the last few years as well, just as a hobby. And now you want to, streaming on twitch so that's that's quite entertaining uh, that's quite uh, intriguing and i can't wait to see that because um, i've been down that road too but um regardless of say stefan vlakovic and sorry if i butchered the last name right there but if you could please introduce yourself once again back-to-back weeks um and then give us a state uh teaser statement on your list as well please sounds good thank you again for having me tony uh, i'm back uh back for another one i think that what we talked about last week and this week, these are definitely my two like most well-known topics that I could talk about. But yeah, like a little teaser statement about this. I, I think that like what Sean said, it's it's nostalgia, but I think that every single one of these songs has become so nostalgic since like the passing. So that I think that, I think my list is mostly like what influenced me and I think the general world at the time when it came out. I think these songs really represent the influence of what he had in the music industry in general. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like my teaser. These are very influential songs. Thank you for the list, Stefan. When you sent me your list today, uh, when when I commented back, I said, I can't wait to share you my list because I switched things around with before I even looked at your list and I had to switch it again because when I looked at your list and my list, it was the exact same. Like, and I, was I like, know. <laughs> and I was like, bro, I had, I had to switch something out. So um, just to give it variety. I, and I'm pretty sure that arguably four of your songs arguably would probably be on most people's top fives and that that's something i do agree with but that's an that's a debate we can always dive into after we share our list so but thank you again stefan as always coming back back to back pulling out a grinder for us today yeah and we can't wait to see what your list is all about uh also so thank you 
Now moving on to my final guest, two to three time guest as well. We just recorded a mini segment just recently. This is the first friend, my rave buddy, the first friend I've actually went raving with officially raving like the full experience. So that, that was fun. And yeah, I mean, we talk about music all the time. We blast it wherever we go. We share, we, uh, you know, years and years. So there's so much nostalgia going around this. So there's no better person for me to bring on for my first EDM podcast than my good friend, Jide Egbawumi. Can you please introduce yourself and give us a teaser statement for your list as well, please? Hey, everyone. Thanks again, Tony, for having me on this uh, podcast. It's no news to everyone. I love Avicii and you also love him as well. But based on this list, as those gentlemen have said, Sean and Stefan, it is nostalgia, but also something. Uh, my list shouldn't come as a surprise to people. And um, it's uh, one of the songs There's a classic. You listen to it and you just think Avicii and it just hits you in the soul and then also the songs I chose a staple of song that you can sing along with with your boys with your friend at a festival and it just hits you here and they get a little bit deep they're not just the uh, instrumental like the words the lyrics something you play along with and you're like oh my god I know I'm at a festival but I can't this makes sense if I put it in my lifestyle. Like, this is what I'm going through right now. Like, this is helping me push forward. So it's, I know I'm getting in my feels, but like, I just feel like it's a Vichy. Like, you have to get in your feels when you listen to him. So yeah, my list is around getting in your feeling, uh, classic, and just just remembering Avicii for what he was really trying to uh, portray to his fans. Yeah, thank you for your last G-Day um, and your time today, of course. It's all right to get in your feels, bro. There's so much implication within his lyrics that we don't even see. If you look back post port postpartum, postmortem, I don't post death, whatever. Post passing. The lyrics there, you can see like it translate, it, it hits different in such a way mm. where you're like, wow, I thought like it was such a happy go-getting song or less like I know. Less- deep or dark in the first part or in the first place you knew it was there but then once you hear it again after that unfortunate situation um i mean i guess the whole value and meaning of that song translates so differently but with that being said when you sent me your list and you said you're gonna have 20 other honorable mentions i think for like most of us or majority of all avici listeners i think it's like yeah yeah like there's it just hits it hits different often replicated but never duplicated you know what i mean like um or it's the other way around i don't know what the saying goes but you know there will be never said there will be someone someone who will do something very similar to him but there will be no one who will be him that just comes with the melody that just comes with his lyrics thank you for the list today and can't wait to see what your list shows up to us as and for our listeners at home you already know who i am so i'm not going to introduce myself but um my list is Again, just like these gentlemen had just alluded to very kindly for us today. Very nostalgic. You know, every song on here had a meaning to me. I could remember where, well, for the most part, I can remember where I was. Yeah, I mean, it was hard, bro. I also have like a shit ton of honorable mentions as well. We can go on. We can even list his whole discography as as an honorable mention. Um, But I will do say my teaser statement is that... um, it's all nostalgia. The first songs under another alias. 
I mean, if that really rings a bell for anyone and um, yeah, that's uh, I think that's only, and, and I, and like I told, like I, I mentioned before, I had to switch out a song. So this, this fifth song, I guess on my list is a bit more low key, but for the Rio Vici fans, you'll know, you'll know what, what song this is, but it's not by him. So um, I'm pretty sure I know that song. We'll and I think Stefan we'll probably knows too, and Sean probably knows as well. But we'll see. I, I think I think everyone does. You know, you'll just have to wait. You'll just. I'm going to be wait. honest with you. I think that you just mentioned one that I actually just switched out maybe 20 minutes ago. I didn't say <laughs> It's because okay. I was thinking. I was looking at my list, and there was one that, but I have a leeway into it, so I guess we'll explain it. Okay. 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 <laughs> That's a little teaser. <laughs> I so 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 we'll we'll dive into that because I do have a question on top of that. But before we go into that. We, we digress or anything let's go into the random number generator here for listeners at home um i go on the google random number generator we go from number one to 25 our guests choose a number between one to 25 to decide who goes first second and third and as a host i go last so sean you're the first time guest here today um what is your number of choice i'm gonna go with my my birthday number is 16 16 right in the middle Good strategy. Good strat. Um, Stefan, since you're our second time, second least, I guess, on here. Uh, favorite number eight. Eight. Okay. So eight and 16. Rest in peace, Kobe. G-Day. I'm going to do 23. It's like very evenly divided too. So eight, 16, and 23. All right. Right now we're saying number four. So rolling in three, two. All right. So it's sad number five. Stefan, you got to go first because you got eight. Sean, second. GD, third. Myself, last. So, Stefan, you you said uh, you switched out. Let's see if uh, let's see if anything matches or anything is the same. I don't know how much you've changed it since you sent me the list, but if you can please dive in your top five Avicii songs for me, please. Sounds good. Yeah. So I only honestly, like you like you said at the beginning, there's four songs in there that that I think are insane and like like relatively bigger than most of the songs although they were all big you know um but i had to change up the last one because i found like i thought of a good leeway of thinking about it because i remember 2007 i was what nine years old then at the time and my uncle Jeez. always yeah we were in yeah nine years old <laughs> and um yeah so we were in florida visiting my aunt and i remember we just grabbed like i don't know she had like a convertible or something we were riding down the coast and he starts putting get on right so he saw the get up he saw get at like ultra government mm. like you know all that stuff so that was that influence and um another person i really really like obviously but so i started getting to the house kind of world like that and then my number one song will get there but that, that's really what set Avicii off um mm. i think when he completely influenced the world and changed the scene of edm but for my first song i would actually like to choose and i believe that tony chose this one as well and um it's lovers on the sun which is actually a uh. i don't know if you guys thought of that but it's it's actually um a david Guetta song on his listen album However, it was produced by Tim Bergling. Mm. Um, and when you, yeah, if you, that's a little like mind blown if you want to search that up. But yeah, I, I noticed that what? a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. So search it up on thing and notice it and it'll say, yeah, Tim Bergling uh, producer on that. And that's why I love that song. Yeah. So you can look Sheesh. back at it and listen to it and you can hear the country kind of vibe to it and the way it builds up. It's, it's very Avicii, you know? So that, that song really was always like, to me, like a crazy, crazy song and just the buildup and everything that lyrics, it's such an Avicii song and it's no one knows that it's produced by him, right? Because it's on David Guetta's mm, album. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I chose that one as like, and again, there's no top five here. I think that 
like we said, honorable mentions, we can go through that after, but there's like a top 20, you know? So these are just ones that I think influenced me and I think the world as well. That's why I looked at yeah. it. So yeah, by far, Lovers on the Sun had to make my list. That's the one I changed out for Seek Romance. Uh, so that one is actually under my honorable mentions. Uh, um, no. Okay. So yeah, All Seek right. Romance. So, yeah. Did, so your list did change from that. It, yes, it, yes. it did change a little yeah. bit. Yes. So okay. yeah. So at number five, we have Lovers on the Sun uh, for okay. the reasons I said. Number four is one that I think that would probably give you one of the craziest vibes on top of like a Swedish House Mafia song at a festival. Mm. And I think it's um, I Could Be the One of Ichi and Nikki Romero. Um, Good choice. I think that, yeah, I think that song is, is, is crazy. The lyrics, the video, the collaboration. And a quick thing was that the 20, uh, 2018, or sorry, 2019 Tomorrowland, when they did the, you know, they had the book of, uh, the Tim's book or whatever on the stage. Yep. Uh, Nick Romero did a crazy, I could be the one, like, tribute to him. And it was super, super cool. Like, 100,000 oh, yeah. people main stage. That. Like, yep. super cool, you know? Um, and then, yeah, so that's, that's, that's my number four. I think number three is just one that, completely inspires everybody and the video on youtube is so inspiring and sick and it's it's the nights um oh. on his the days and nights ep mm. i think that song with the lyrics and the, the beat it's just like you can literally like do whatever you want in life after you listen to it you, know, you can do you can say your mind to anything i thought it was super cool mm -hmm. um the video speaks like wonders too and yeah oh that's a cute video it's, it's a cute video it's so sick it's like yeah, yeah. film gopro it's like go out and have a good time you know yeah worry about the little things in life don't worry about you know it's life's too short to not like it's kind of that message and i, and I love that you know mm -hmm. um and then i'd have to do number two uh is wake me up right so i think wake me up yes. was yeah when that first came out was i think that completely changed again mm -hmm. like everyone if you didn't know who avici was then which i think everyone did but you now knew him you know that song is blew up everywhere you know mm -hmm. And um, if you're going to give a tribute to him, you're probably going to put that song or, you know, another song that I'm about to mention. But yeah, so it's, it's super nice. And like, it's so unique, such a unique sound. And that guy was so pure. And all these songs will make you like put your arm up like Avicii does on stage, you know, his right arm and the way he like danced to music. And then obviously, number one, I, I think that Levels is, I know it's the most well-known Avicii song and probably the most generic, but that one completely changed the EDM world. Mm. um i think that levels is probably that answer that anyone would expect but it is mm. that song you know it's the song to put as the number one and i think the greatest of each song of all time mm. you can put that anywhere anyone will know it everyone will vibe to it the when the chorus breaks down it's crazy you know like just a, a, an absolute masterpiece um mm -hmm. so yeah so i i would say those five although very difficult yeah. um I'd say by far those five are probably my favorite ones that you can always put on. Cheer me up. Think of the you know part on the beach where you were at listening to it, and yeah. so yeah, that that's my top five list. Thank you for your list, Stefan. Um, yeah, just a couple of thoughts. Uh, I really liked um, your in-depth breakdown there. <laughs> I was not expecting you to go like hard like into this, like especially with that lovers on the sun and i will tell you that's not the song i have so interesting um but that that was very interesting because you did a very deep dive and um yeah that that's uh i can hear it now yeah i can definitely hear it now i think yeah um, i think uh the one song that i have in my honorable mentions kind of including wake me up was like the you know the the starter of the country edm like sort of like he started shifting into that making country a bit more like doable for most people you know what i mean yeah, like yeah. um but yeah like the way yeah. i'll put it it's it's he he's in my bio for instagram like long live and then i have his vichy sign because mm -hmm. like honestly I, I i can't 
like there, I, I haven't cried many times about an artist on actually very, very few times, but when that hit, it was like a real hit, you know, it was like, it was like, what, what just happened? What, what, how did the world change right now? You know, cause it, yeah. it truly influenced me that much, you know? So, um, yeah. So like, there's not many artists I can say that did that to me. Yeah. I, I feel that because, um, I think for myself, like Avicii, that one, there's a one death. And then the second death that really shook me um music wise was uh michael jackson michael jackson like i, I knew where and when i was like avici i think when i messaged g-day i was like bro what the fuck like and i sat there for like five days just going through all his sets going through all his music and like you know it was like he was part of our family you know what i mean and that was just like it's hard it's hard to know that someone like that has gone so young but also like i'll dive into this topic later when we get into the discussion but like with the way he passed away like that's the most tragic part about it. And no one knew. Yep. In quotes, right? You watch the documentary, but no one knew. No one knew. Because he looked right. happy, you know? He had his issues, you know? Every, everyone does when you get to that level. And, you know, he was depressed. He had drinking issues. But, you know, you, you never know, you know? That's all you can say. It sucks. Exactly. And uh, coming from myself, like, I don't want this to be, like, a downer thing. But, like, coming from myself, I stand very close to, like, mental health. So it's, like, that artist, when, when like, he passed i was like all right like this is this is real like people like this is real shit like um and then the documentary opened up some a lot of you know crazy things so i i really like your list a lot and i think that you made it very well known that these five songs you know especially the four rotate it whenever you like however you want but it's definitely like molds the world as we know it today, like in terms of music. So in electronic music, for sure, specifically. So, but thank you for the Stefan. Moving on to our next guest here, Sean. Let's uh, hear your top five uh, Vichy songs. So I, it took me roughly like two or three hours to come up with this list. I, I pretty much started by going through on... Um, spotify and pretty much just listening to his discography mm. and it kind of came to me maybe like an hour in where i'm just like what am i doing this is absolutely not how this music was supposed to be listened to i just felt like you know this is uh such a odd medium for it so i just went on youtube checked out some live sets went from like 2013 to 2016 checking out the big festivals, smaller ones, and my list pretty much completely changed from the time I was listening to the album and the live set. Yep. So um, maybe controversially, I'm not really too keen on this whole country sound. I thought it was like, great. It's memorable. Mm -hmm. I think that's what people have known for. Maybe my controversial opinion. I feel like that is the made for radio version of avici hmm. so interesting okay my list is kind of going with the fun live tracks so uh, i'll start with the top my favorite track he put out is without you mm. i just think it is versatile i think it's pretty much capturing the level sound but if you just kind of tweaked a little bit made it a little more sophisticated and brought on someone who can like sing and it's not sampled um, so I thought it was like a really good representation of kind of how his music ended up moving, where he did a lot of work with other artists. And I just think this song turned out 
incredibly and it's just a lot of fun to listen to second is going to be my feelings for you it's a collaboration uh, song but uh, good one i just think it is groovy it's fun it's one of those songs that it just works well live like i can go for a run and listen to it and it's just a lot of fun as well mm-hmm. This one I I feel like is kind of on everyone's seek romance. It is just the kind of it, it's like the first song that really kind of drew me into Avicii. And I remember the watching the music video, and it was just kind of like a I don't know idealized just like fun time with careless. It, I don't know. Yeah. I just just the music video. I just think really captured a great feeling. Yeah, it's a mood. It's a vibe. Yeah. Yeah, just being young and. I, I thought it was an incredible track. Mm-hmm. Next up is Super Love. Lenny Kravitz. So he did a lot of sampling from what I understand pretty early on. And I think it's a great era for him. I think he kind of dropped it when he was mm-hmm. doing a lot of more of his like original writing, but awesome track. And to finish off kind of a deeper cut, mm-hmm. uh, Insomnia. I thought it was like oh. a lot of fun, heavier Avicii song. But pretty cool nonetheless. All right. Thank you for your list, Sean. Sean said, don't dunk on his list. I won't because your list is a very solid list. The one song that actually caught me really off guard is Insomnia. That one is like a very, like, you have to be like a beachy, like hardcore to listen to that, right? But everything else was very like, my feelings for you is, that threw me off guard too because that was like, a very old school track like before levels like that was like how far back it went and i think he sampled that song too if i'm not mistaken very good track very poppy very fun seek bromance i think if it's not on gd's list then i don't know but i can safely (laughs) assume that's on everyone's list here super love great great song i think it's very underrated it's one of the most underrated collaborations out there and without you, I think that Sandro, whatever, I don't know his last name, how to pronounce his last name, but Sandro, the guy who sings on Without You, when he 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 made such a big like influence on his albums and has been on so many of his tracks that you like half of his tribute concert was with like he was singing half his songs. And that, that's pretty cool in itself. So that Sandro guy, sorry to cut you off. He actually he, yeah. he helped uh, he was one of the main producers for the 10 album. Yeah, so he was, yeah, because he was with him for half the songs and um, he like finished it based off what he thought Avicii wanted to finish them as. Um, Mm. So yeah, that's why he was like a part of the tribute concert. He was there a lot because he was like, yeah, he knew him in and out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And from the previous album, The Nights, he was on like a pretty good handful of songs too, right? So, um, which makes sense, which makes sense. Um, So yeah, great list, Sean. I don't, I'm not good. I didn't dunk on it as I promised. Um, I just broke it down. So it, it's, it's your list. Again, I don't think there's anything that's wrong here. It's just that, you know, it's different and that's fine because if it was all four of us who had the same list and, you know, and then it's like, all right, well, we have the same list, whatever, right. It's the same taste, but it's refreshing to see someone with another list here. So thank you for your list, Sean. Moving on to our third guest here and our final guest, Jide. If you can please give us your list as well. And uh, yeah, go for it. I must say, this is really hard. Song choices that Stefan and Sean even mentioned, I had on my top five, but then I took it out. 
There was like Sick Bromance, I took that out. There was mm -hmm. Denied, I took that out. Like it was a lot of back and forth. I know, I know everyone loves Sick Bromance. My list basically, I also told Tony this, it's not in any particular order. Cause I'm like, to be honest, sometimes I feel happy. Sometimes I want to be in my mood. Sometimes I want to feel like I'm going raving or whatever. So like my top five, it's not number one, two, three, four, five, six, whatever. I guess I could start with one of them, which is Silhouette. Mm, Silhouette to me. Oh yeah. Silhouette to me was like levels with vocal. And I like that we build up with the female's voice and how we just explode. And it reminds me of levels because levels is like da 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 da. But it's funny, like I'm not shitting levels at all, but Every time I listen to it, I'm like, I wish there was a vocal. I wish there was something just being said. And mm -hmm. Silhouette is just dun, 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 dun. Like Silhouette had that, which was what I was missing. So like, mm -hmm. that is definitely one of my top five right now. Like it's probably bound to change. Um, mm -hmm. Another one I have is Feelings For You. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anyone really knows the song, but my feelings for you, Sean, you had that on your list. So like that song, anywhere you hear it driving down the road or like at festivals, dun, 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 dun. You just, you're like, oh, you know, it's coming. When, <laughs> when any DJ drops, you're like, this song is coming. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just feel like that, that song gives me just an euphoria, like happy feel and whatnot. And um, my list also, I was trying to touch on the kind of moods I get when I listen to uh, Avicii, which brings me back to my second, to my next two choices, actually. It's uh, Hey Brother and Waiting for Love. This song literally hit me in the feel. It's like, wake me up, but it talks to me better than wake me up, basically. Mm. Cause it's like, you've been hopeful and like just being realistic, like waiting for love is like Monday left me broken. Tuesday, like it was done with hoping. Wednesday is like, I'll give this another chance. Open my arm. Thursday, okay, nothing happened, but I'm waiting for love. But then Friday, you try to forget your week and you go out and get fucked up with your boys. Saturday, it's even worse. And then Sunday, you're like, I'm laying in bed hungover. I'm not gonna go to, I'm not going to church. And I felt like it was a Christian. And that kind of also spoke to me as well. Like, hey, brother, is like, hey, even if you're far away, I'm only one call away. Like, I could help you. Like, I feel like it could have also be him crying for help as well. But these are all just like feelings like I, I got from my Vici and it's like from being euphoria, like in a concert to be like, hey, these are vocals about life and like the shit that happens to us. And then lastly, my last choice would be, <laughs> this is probably controversial, but you make me, we are one, one for sure. That song is fucking happy as fuck. Like okay. that song, you listen to it, you just want to dance. Oh my life, but uh, yeah, that's my list. It's uh, all over the place, but <laughs> those are the five I could pick. There was way too many options, and uh, my honorable mention is literally gonna have like ten. <laughs> uh, thanks for your list, Jide. Um, yeah, definitely agree again. I think we're gonna say this again and again until we get to our honorable mentions. Everyone's honorable mentions gonna be like at least double or triple this list that we have here. <laughs> your list is very like it's like mainstream b level it's like people know these songs but they're not like <laughs> top of the top like what stefan was alluding to earlier right like right right or no was it stuff no sean said pop 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 made right pop made radio made like it's not those type of songs i knew silhouettes was going to be on there that was like yep that's his one go 
I'm surprised you didn't have Sick Bromance. Well, I mean, you switched it, which I get. I just it. knew everyone was going to have Sick Bromance, but like that song doesn't really speak to me. I like it, but yeah. And then it doesn't levels. really speak to me. Levels and Wake Me Up, which which is very surprising because um, <laughs> I'll dive into my list later, but there's like a point as to, spoiler, one of those songs are, or both of them could be on my list. But um, I yeah. mean, there's a reason why I put those songs on, right? And um, you guys probably are aware of this reason too when I mentioned it. But uh, yeah, I like your list. It's very like, it goes from like beginning to like, you know, near the end of his career and discography. And it's the B stream mainstream list that you, that's the songs you need to hear too that's been overshadowed by like the top tier songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. So thank you for the list. Really, really appreciate it. Going to my list, this is, again, like I alluded to way earlier, Stefan and I, when I made the initial switch, when I made my list, and I made my first switch, before I looked at Stefan's list, I was like, all right, this is the first switch. This is it. And then when I looked at Stefan's list, I was like, ah, fuck, it's the exact same list. I got to fucking switch it. At least one song. Um, the song I switched out was, I switched in and then I switched back out was The Nights. Um, so that's going to be on my honorable mentions. The reason why is because, I mean, it was a song that was going to be on there just because if anyone knows, um, it was on the FIFA soundtrack. Um, so if you played FIFA, you kind of hear that song every fucking time you open up the game. So it was like, it made that game, in my opinion. It made that game. Like, And the video was also great too, and the, the message behind it. But nonetheless, let's dive into my list. Um, so the song I decided to switch it out for was produced by Tim Berg, Tim Bergling, but he was not in it. But when you go research a song on YouTube, it will say featuring Avicii. Um, the song I have is Nerval, produced by Avicii. You're going to love again. Great song, fucking underrated. Just that, just that, that, that's, you know, that the, when, when the two girls or the one girl goes, you're never love again. And then the drop, dun, 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 dun classic Avicii that's not a nervous song that's a straight Avicii song as controversial as that is it's just like lovers on the sun when you hear that song no matter whose name is like stuck on that like that artist label you hear the song you know he has big influence and you know where that sound is coming from um, so that's my number five my number four also on Stefan's list I think the last four songs are going to be also on Stefan's list. <laughs> I could be the one with Nicky Romero. That song contrasts with Nervo. Nervo has a, has a lower octave. The girl who's in this song itself, I could be, and I could be the one, she has a very high angelical voice. When you hear that, when you hear the, the buildup, when you hear the drop, you sound like you're in cloud nine. You sound like you're in heaven, some euphoric like festival zone. You know what I mean? You're like, I could be the one like you're like ah yeah 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 and then you know it's great it's fucking great that gives me big festival vibes number three and number two I'm just gonna wrap this all up but I'll start off with this first my number one song when he came out with my number the number one song here my number one song sorry when he came out with this song in what early 2010s late 2009 uh 2000s when he came out with this song under a different alias I thought there was never going to be a song that would top this song. And then he came up with my number three song, which is controversial, Levels. When he came up with that last song, 
he changed the world. There's so many remixes out there. Skrillex remix, the Kazette remix. Like Kazette was put on the map because of this guy. And then you hear the levels in reverse. If y'all haven't heard levels in reverse, that shit bangs, man. That shit bangs. Crazy. <laughs> crazy, crazy song. But regardless, that song is just so monumental. Like what, what Stefan said, alluded to earlier, he said that levels is that iconic EDM song or iconic Avicii song. I think it's one of the, in my opinion, I think it's one of the most iconic songs ever created. Um, just in the pop world and music in general. When you play that game, it's like, name a song by this artist. The first song that comes up to mind. When you name Avicii, Levels is the first song that comes up to mind. This is my number two song because Levels, after Levels, I was like, what song is going to come up next? Is this his peak? Wake Me Up with Aloe Black is my number two song. A bit more country now. Like there's a bit more of that country, like soul flair behind like Aloe Black. Putting Aloe Black on the map, but also... Um, those lyrics was very like in depth like there's so much like message behind those lyrics that like you can't see it until like after that hits so much harder but also for myself nostalgic wise when G-Day did the dance y'all know the four of us all went to Mac as well for a couple years when Levels came up there was a dance that we had from the song Levels and then when Wake Me Up came we, we didn't do levels anymore. We started doing Wake Me Up for the next like three, four years and until the end of time. And it's like, wow, like it's one of those songs, right? So that's why it's on my list. And I, I really like Wake Me Up. I was going to put Hey Brother there, but we'll talk about that later. But for my number one song, this song, as I alluded to, was his first song that I, in my opinion, put him on the map as his, like, his first biggest track. But also this song is what, introduced me to the world of EDM. Seek Bromance by Tim Berg. Amazing video, amazing song. This is the first, the first time you hear that iconic sound, I believe, that's like mainstream. The song is a classic, just like Sean beautifully portrayed earlier. I mean, the video, man, like driving down convertible with your girl, fucking down the sunset range, going doing like fucking shit up you know coming back and going back to your next stop you know what i mean like that's that's a carefree california life that i want to live you know what i mean like but that song is like so good and it's the same like melodic thing with the vocals that he composes and puts together so well so that's my list so before we dive into our list here for t- our the question segment sorry before we dive into our question segment is there any thoughts on anyone's list that anyone would like to share everyone's list was pretty good and i feel like i could speak for everyone like if you get to the round where you're asking people hey what was like your number six seven eight choice like literally this list is just gonna be like in the bucket and everyone's just gonna like say those names like you have hey brother like someone has sick romance it's just and i feel like this just speaks volume of how good avicii truly was and like how it's really hard to be able to just choose that number one song. Like people could do it, but like just being able to choose the number one to number two, but it also speaks on his versatility. Like Sean even mentioned is like, hey, like I know it was good with the country. Like I love the country piss, but this is what I really felt with him. And on the other end, you're like, I like the country, wake me up. And it's something you don't think anyone will be able to do. But like that song literally fucking blew up. It's crazy. Like I'm super from levels or from silhouette to like wake me up or from like 
what, what was this song like uh, my feelings for you sick bromance like wake me up and then hey brother like is i feel like we just we really lost someone who was really talented so may he rest in peace and i'm glad he was able to bless us with such music Ooh, it's getting a bit spicy in there, don't you think? But before we head back and finish the rest of this debate, we're going to take a short little break. Usually, podcasts would have sponsor ads here. I don't, unfortunately. I just want to take this time here to tell you guys to go get yourself a glass of water, yell at the clouds, or message your friends of the hot takes you've been hearing thus far. Or you can hop onto our IG account at BB Shop Quintet Podcast and Email us at bbshopquintetpodcast at gmail.com for any comments, questions, or any updates or input. Now, we will see you in a few. Yeah, I'd say very well said, uh, GD. I agree with everything you said. I think that, like you said, what's your six, seven, eight? We haven't even mentioned like five to 10 songs at all like not even mentioned in these lists that are like, could be top five easily, yeah. you know? So I think that's like super cool. And I think he's influenced so many different people mixing genres together, but everybody likes it. You know, it's not like, Oh, I hate country. I hate house. I hate this song. You can't, I'm sorry. You literally can't hate the song. You know, I'm not, I'm talking about waking up specifically, but all this, mm. you know, music and stuff. It's, it's ridiculous there. You can't name any other people in the music industry throughout the years that, that could do that for literally anybody. So I just would say, I just think it's interesting how hearing some of these picks, it, it again, just like kind of speaks to the versatility of what he was putting out over the years. Hmm. And I got to say, it's kind of funny that I think a lot of you guys pick kind of both sides. I, I feel like, and that's the, when I say both sides, I mean more so of like the house, the early stuff than when he has the country mixes. Like, I just think it, um, speaks to how he was able to kind of meld and kind of keep a thread of like Avicii through all of it and it mm. all kind of makes him unique in that way and kind of why he just took you know Billboard Top 100 by storm I think that's a very strong point right there because like he touches all mediums but you always hear that like and I agree with what, what you said, Sean. He 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 has that Avicii touch. Like you can hear, it. and that, that's a spoiler for the buzz cut lightning round. But he has like this touch. And when you hear his sound, especially like Stefan, when you digged into uh when you dug into Lovers on the Sun, at first it was David Guetta. You you can't you didn't question it, but when you said Tim Berg, you can't go back. You're like, oh shit, wait, yeah, what? Like you know what I mean? And and yeah, his his he influences so many artists and the, the music that we have today, like what Stefano and Gide both alluded to, right? So all right, before we head into the question segment, let's start off in reverse, I guess, and I'll go last again. So Gide, your honorable mentions. <laughs> uh thank you thank you my honor- honorable mention i ha- i feel like i have to say this so like no one risks me apart but uh levels avici and like honestly it's such a classic and i just did a podcast with tony and boys it was like top five edm song that you would hear at a like when summer it's summertime and then there's a top five edm song i'm like levels 
has to be number one. Everyone just loves that song. Um, another honorable mention would be Wake Me Up. Another one would be, I can't remember, but <laughs> there's just too many. I feel like I don't want to choose, lot. but like, yeah, like Without You is also one that I've cried when I, when I sing it because that was after that happened and it just it just hit my heart really hard but um yeah I'll give it to those three it's gonna have to be wake me up mm. and this is purely just nostalgia I think this was the biggest hit from what I remember from I want to say 2013 this was the song of the year and just the time and place of being you know late teens I guess 1920 <laughs> like it just kind of captured that whole era and mm -hmm. I think for so many people around our age that song is just inseparable with the time and for that reason that it is just down in history as the Avicii runner-up classic runner-up I like I like that choice of word yeah I agree with that that's in my opinion I agree with that Stefan your honorable mentions. This is like, <laughs> there's like no, not even a point because you guys said half of them. So like, yeah, like, like super love, seek romance, my feelings for you, without you, for sure they're on my list. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say one that we haven't mentioned at all, but but I, I, I probably my favorite song on the Tim album was uh, Bad Reputation. I don't know why that song just like, it bumps like I, it's such a good vibe and that's yeah that was probably that obviously SOS is up there as an honorable mention because of the meaning behind it. Like I mentioned this uh, between um, the streams, but it, it, it's some of these songs are, you're like, ah, oh, man, this mainstream. It's like, ah, you know, but it's like they speak to everybody for a reason. And that's why they're like this big and they're iconic. Yep. You know? I think that every big song in the world that's iconic is, is mainstream because it wouldn't be there if it wasn't in a sense, you know? So I think that literally all of these are, we're all on the same page. You know, we all know this guy really well and we listen to him all the time. And there's different types of vibes for every single one of the songs, which is crazy because it's all, you know, EDM in quotations. But yeah, so probably bad reputation from the ones we haven't mentioned. Bad reputation is a big one for me. Mm. I, I like it that you touched with, uh, touched upon the Tim album for sure. Um, I do have a question upon that later, a controversial one. For my honorable mentions here, The Knights, as I mentioned before, Hey Brother, Silhouettes, which was on uh, G-Day's list, Addicted to You is one of my favorite songs on True. That song is just the, the girl's voice on there is so good. Like the way he just put it together. And this is a fun one because uh, this is funny because the podcast that I just recorded with G-Day, he used one of his songs on his top five summer EDM songs. And it was the one that threw me off. It was a remix by uh, it was pressure. The Nadia Ali song with star killers and Kenji, the lesser remix. Lesso. On here, my men, my honorable mention is Rapture, Nadia Lee, Avicii remix. That song slaps so fucking hard. <laughs> I don't know why it is so good. Um, but yeah, so th those are my, my honorable mentions that come up to list. I mean, there's so many songs that he created out there. So many songs that I might have to research this after too, like to dive into the ones that he actually produced because mm -hmm. man, there, there's a lot out there that's like cross- you know, cross intertwine. So, um, but I do want to say that's a fun fact. Um, even to this day, three, almost three years later, 
there's 26 million monthly listeners on Spotify. That's fucking crazy. There was phases of this EDM trend during the last 10 years. And Stefan, Sean, and Jide, you can disagree or agree with me, but it started off with like, you know, techno trance and then went into like fucking big room and then, and then start off with tropical house, then went to tech house. <laughs> um, now it's bass. So, I mean, you know, but even till this day, like Avicii's considered as tropical house mainstream. He put DDM into pop, mainstream pop. And he was in the golden EDM big house era. But that was like, what, six, seven years ago at least. And now till this day, his songs are like still raking up tracks. Like, wake me up. 1.2 and a half billion streams. Wow. On Spotify. Oh, that, that's, that's crazy. That's Bonkers. Nuts. And that's a sec- arguably his second biggest song. Yeah. Jeez. Right? So, um, but, but going to the first question here, uh, let's start off with Stefan first. When and where was your first introduction to Avicii? I, I, and I know you, you, you mentioned this before you mentioned your list that your dad, oh no, your uncle bumped Geta. That's how you got introduced to EDM, I guess, in a sense. But can you envision and take us back to when and where did you listen to your first Avicii song and what song was it? That's, that's actually, that's a good question. Um, that's tough. Like, you know, like I, I probably, my memory sucks. Like I have a, literally a memory of a goldfish to be honest with you. <laughs> I have to like write out all my information out so I can like read in front of me. It's all good. Um, but no, for sure. Like once that, once, once I heard like that get a kind of vibe, I probably started listening to it more on YouTube when I was, you know, younger, but every time my uncle was around, there was also EDM playing, you know, it was kind of like one mm-hmm. of those vibes. So I think like it was probably with him, you know, maybe like a backyard or hanging out at my grandparents' house. And he just like put on like some, some songs before it was before levels, you know? Um, cause I didn't know who he was really like, all, like everybody knew who Avicii was in the world once levels came out, everyone heard of him, you know, whereas before I was kind of like, Oh yeah, my uncle plays this DJ all the time. You know? Cause I was young. I was like nine years old. I didn't really know nine, eight, you know, 10. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I don't recall the first song I, I heard of him to be honest with you, but it was probably in the year of 2008, um, around then when he just first started coming up. So mm-hmm. he was like a young kid. I think he was like what, 15 when he first produced Yeah, 15 he was or really 16, young. I believe. Yeah. yeah when he produced his first song that went on the charts. So like it was, it was around then. So I was, yeah, I was, I was a kid, you know? So um, yeah, it was probably, it was probably that. And I can't pinpoint the exact song, but it was definitely during that early stages, uh, right, right past Geta's like, kind of prime. Mm. Um, although Geta's had many primes, or that's another, that's another. <laughs> we'll talk about that on yeah, the yeah, yeah. Geta podcast. All right. Perfect. Um, damn. Eight or nine. You started young in your EDM years. Thank my uncle for that. Like you'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all right. Uh, Sean, when was your first introduction? And do you remember where and what song? Um, if we're talking purely Avicii, I mean, I feel like it would kind of have to be just the radio or something. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I guess me and my friends kind of like that type of music anyway. But I feel like house music and well, house music was like, there for a long time but like this kind of like tropical house thing i don't know i feel like it was really just little artists putting out whatever they could onto like these super niche playlists and whatever mm-hmm. um and then you know all of a sudden out of nowhere you get like the super hit out of avici and levels and all that 
-hmm. and and that would have had to be just radio or like welcome week at mac um i think that's really when it kind of all really came to fruition for that whole genre you know Avicii kind of led the charge so it's got to be sometime around then okay perfect yeah i think welcome week uh was a big influence for a bunch of us so and radio too radio i think again Avicii mainstream mainstream he put the edm on the map for that in a sense right he was a big pioneer for transitioning edm into the clubs as we know it today jide when was uh your first introduction and where and what song really good question uh first of all before i say some uh before i say it just something that stefan said about his honorable mention like saying a song that no one has actually said and one popped up in my head fade into darkness i know you guys all uh, fucking know that song yeah, yeah, yeah. i know and i'm like how the hell did i miss this but um how i first got introduced to avici honestly not gonna lie was probably silhouette um, I don't know. I think someone was just playing it on the phone or in the radio, like uh, Sean, you've said, but I, I just like the way the uh, the melody was. I'm like, why does this just feel so happy and whatnot? And then I researched, it was Avicii, and I'm like, oh, this was the guy that did da 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 I'm like, oh, now I can put one plus one equals two together. But I think, like, I feel like everyone probably had this same experience or not but like it was around like in your background but i just i wasn't able to nail him down yet like mm -hmm. oh this is who avici is and it was just silhouette i just just took out stood out stood out to me more and i and i researched him and yeah maybe this was 2012 2013 um but it was definitely in university because that's when i branched out and started listening to uh edm as well yep all right perfect thank you um for me um 2011 summer job um shout out to my friend Braden. he we haven't talked since then but you know work work friend but uh he does he's probably not listening at all but i should <laughs> i should i should shoot him a message to see how he's doing but he introduced me to the song he's like pulled out his like chunky ass mp3 player yeah, at that time you know the 512 megabytes and he's like yo check out this mp3 song i was like all right cool it's a tim Berg seek bromance i was like all right what is this? And then I heard it. I was like, what the hell is this? This is nice, right? And this is a time where, you know, Avicii was starting to break out of his Tim Berg kind of like alias and had like songs like Snus, S-N-U-S. I don't know if you guys know that song. Um, Mallow, the, the Latin vibe one. And then he had My Feelings for You as well, like underneath the, like his Avicii EPs or his one single tracks before he released uh, Levels. Um, so yeah, that was, that was my first introduction, but I didn't really get into EDM, EDM until like my second year of Welcome Week, um, when Steve Angelo came for Welcome Week and I was a rep. Um, so that, that was when I was like all in, um, for that, for that, uh, genre, because I honestly, R&B and hip hop at that time was kind of dying. Um, so I had to try to find another genre to, uh, dive into because, you know, you guys Pop actually work. had Steve Angelo for Welcome Week. Yeah, you guys Apparently. are so lucky. So, so my 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 Welcome Week when I was the first year was Alexis on Fire and Down with Webster, like heavy punk, yeah. like pop rock, and then we went into we went into the next year. We went Steve Angelo, um, opening up by Jillionaire, one third of wow. um, Major Laser. Yeah, 
Wow. Um, and we had um, what's his name? Uh, crates. What's the, keys and crates? Keys yeah, and yeah. Crates. yeah, yeah. We had them opening up too, and uh, yeah, Canadian owned, and uh, yeah, and then and the year after, years after, we had you know Diplo. We had like Avicii. Uh, no, not wow. Avicii. Sorry, um, Steve Aoki come in. Yeah, like yeah. bingo players. Like it, it was nuts. It was nuts, bro. Um, there was even our my first year. We had so much money. We had we had Steve Angelo. We had those two guys, and we also had the weekend come in at 1280 during the year. What and we also heck? had Mac Miller. Yeah, it was oh a stacked year, bro. It was a stacked <laughs> year. Yeah. Rest they in peace, had, Mac Miller. RIP. They had they had chain smokers the year before I went in. Uh welcome yeah. to Liner. When closer or sorry, right before closer when uh selfie was like out, you know? Oh. Um, and they had that. So that was like, I don't know, they were a big name at the time. You know, I'm, I'm not really were, a huge fan of the chain smokers. I'm not either. Yeah. Um but like you know, that was still big for McMaster, you know. And then yeah. we we had Adventure Club, I think, my year uh, for Welcome Adventure Club, but underrated, underrated. Yeah, I I agree. I'm not into the headbangers, to be honest with you. Mm. There's always a vibe for that, obviously. But yeah. they did. They played such a progressive and like big room set for McMaster. That's what I was like, oh my god! Like when Crash 2.0 came, like dropped, that was like that was sick, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you guys are wow. That's 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 pretty dope. Then we ended up hitting Roy Woods. That's like the biggest thing after that. And then post Malone and Lil Yachty. Oh yeah, true. Post Malone. It's change oh, of times, right? It's <laughs> yeah, change yeah. of times. Yeah. Whatever we had at Welcome Week was what true. we had during the clubs, and then and now hip hop at the clubs too. So hip hop, I mean, yeah, completely took over. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm not complaining, but hey. No, um, it's it's a vibe too. Yeah. It's a vibe too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I just want to like take this last minute to say, we got so damn lucky with kind of the time of joining university, like what a fun era i know everyone says like my time was best at university my you know i had the golden years but like wow i i I think just the pure like talent and content and like quality of the people they were putting at welcome week is just like ridiculous and looking back to see the careers these people ended up having it's just like yeah wow like That's even true. even post the Mac, uh, he dropped Rockstar two weeks after McMaster, so like oh, yeah, that was did. big, you know. And then Man. Oliver Oliver Heldens was supposed to come, and none yeah, of he was. Yeah, none of people yeah. bought tickets, so he said, "Screw you guys!" and went to Western and sold out. Went, yeah, Western. I heard that, yep. and everyone so, like, tried to go to Western. Like, everyone tried like, to go to Western. Yeah. Guys, I was like, Are you, "We had him here, bro." Like, whatever. I I've seen that guy scared. four times. That guy's insane, you know. So it's like, yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah, Mac. I won't talk about Mac. Mac has. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got lucky with McMaster. You guys got lucky with McMaster. But yeah, so moving on to um the next question and not down memory lane so much because we can be here for hours just going down memory oh, yeah. lane. So in your opinion, um what song catapulted him into today to who he is? And do you think that is his biggest hit? So let's let's start off with Sean first. Um I think he got very far with levels but i feel like that was that song that was kind of played at like you know at festivals because edm was still relatively big at that point like Mm -hmm. the song was well known i think among people who kind of listen to that type of music and then it really kind of just it broke through and it became like kind of a you know everyone just knew the song was going to be played at any kind of house show yeah and um but i think realistically uh wake me up is yeah. the big 
kind of iconic song from him. And I think that's really what sent him to like superstardom and what really ended up shifting pop music as a whole into more of an EDM flair. Mm. Um, levels kind of led it, but yeah, uh, Wake Me Up really kind of put it to superstardom. G-Day, you said, you said, yup. Do you agree, I'm assuming? Um, yeah, um, I have another interesting take on that, though. But honestly, I do agree with Sean. Um, I feel like people, first of all, I just want this on record. People got introduced to Avicii based on different songs. But like you said, Sean, Levels was already out there. And I feel like the EDM heads already kind of knew about him from there and then you could go back to like the old school EDM that knows about Tim Berg that's like oh uh sick bromance or like um, my feelings for you but I think wake me up literally gave him another bucket another population of people mm. people who are into country music but like happy country like just into country and then people who were into pop like literally wake me up was played everywhere it wasn't just welcome week it wasn't just house parties at concert and this was a song i personally didn't see played at concert at all because i'm like it's not that edm house house but like it was played everywhere so i do believe wake me it was already popular but i think wake me up literally skyrocketed him to another level and he stayed there and that's how people knew who the fuck avicii was i honestly i think it was wake me up Yep, I agree. Uh, you guys took the words out of my mouth. Um, I think that uh, Levels is a more iconic song. Uh, I do think that Wake Me Up is a bigger and better song. I think there's a big difference between the two. But yeah, I know I agree with everything you guys said. I think I think that made him genuinely one of the biggest artists ever to live right after that song. If that never came out, I, I, I can't see a song topping it. Yeah. Looking back at everything that was produced, imagine you took Wake Me Out out of it. What song was is like more... I know it's radio. I know it's mainstream, but I'm saying like, what song is like, exactly. that big, you know, it's, it's by far one of the biggest songs I think ever created. And yeah. So yeah, I, I agree with uh, both the gentlemen. So, so on top of that, to follow that, well, I agree as well. Um, you know, um, I think versatility wise, that song could be played anywhere, just like all of you alluded to. Um, but the song to put him on the scene was definitely levels as you alluded to as well. And then just from there, he, you know, use it as a platform. But a follow-up question to what you just said, Stefan. Let me get this right. You just said that Wake Me Up, if there was ever going to be another song released, even the ones that we already had heard already that he released after that, would never top that song. So do you think he's reached his peak already? I think that that's a, that's a very good point. I think that he set the bar so high mm. that if he got anything below that bar, people would be like, ah, oh, no, Wake Me Up, it's still the best song. You know, this song isn't better than it. I think that actually takes away from the fact that all those other songs are phenomenal. You know what I mean? It's just that song was special. At that time, when he produced it during the music like era, like that music era, I think that it, it, it just the timing. Timing is everything also in music. And when you pop out, what you produce, I think that was just perfect timing. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think it's his biggest and best song. That I, do, do I think he hit his peak? I don't think so. I, I truly don't think he hit his peak then. It's kind of like he just he maintained it. I don't think he ever got above that. So maybe you're right. Maybe he did hit his peak at that time. It's, it's, it's an interesting, that was an interesting question, actually. Yeah. I'm really happy you said that, too. I don't, I don't think he reached his peak. I just mm. think that song literally just worked at the right time. Yeah. It was different. The melody, like, and 
it's like I feel like this question, like um, even what you said, uh, um, Stefan is like a double-edged sword. But I totally get what you're saying. Like maybe there's not that much song as good as "Wake Me Up," but I think there might there are actually songs just as good as "Wake Me Up," but it was overshadowed because "Wake Me Up" was different. Like that was a country pop EDM mixture. Like mm-hmm. what other song is like that right now? I that is, really that can't is a generic. think of anyone. That is a generic. Exactly. I can I can't think of it. But like like you said, I don't think he like plateaued. Like, yes, he reached his potential peak, but he was going and every song he kept releasing after that, you guys all loved it. You guys mm-hmm. really enjoyed it. Like you were like, oh, this is good. I just it sucks we lost someone like him, but like I think he could have still kept going. In my that's in my the thing. books. And unfortunately, we'll never know if he's ever gonna beat that peak. That, that, exactly. That's the worst part about this. Yeah. Like it was yeah. going. It was going. Don't forget, he also stopped uh, touring 2016. Yes. Like, yeah, 2016 Ultra Miami. I remember that was that was his like last like real set, you know? Yep. Um, and then he just went to producing for two years and just stopped touring and you know, so we'll never know. We'll never know. That's, that's the worst part. Uh, I mean, I think you guys are actually crazy to think that's not his peak. I think it kind of obviously was. I think if you look at what of his songs actually top, like top 100 Billboard, it was pretty much just the stuff from, um, uh, you know, the album with uh, Wake Me Up. Uh, True. You know, his other True. big track True. was yeah. Hey Brother. Yeah. yeah. You know. That one was big. That, that was peak, like EDM house music on the radio. I think... Just from seeing the documentary, I think he was under the impression that was his peak too. And I think that was a big problem for him. I think he kind of realized that that was as big as he could be. And I think he really wanted to be better than that and supersede that album. But I just think to to start with that and kind of come into the music scene with such a boom um, is so difficult to maintain. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that album captured a sound of an era um and i don't think there was really much getting bigger than that yeah i disagree with that i think it could have gotten bigger i'm sorry sean because from from your train of thought then we're going to martin garrix his biggest song is animals and he hasn't been able to top that but for someone like that i do believe yeah i don't think he can ever top animals but how talented avici was I just think he probably just didn't have the right people around him. There was so many personal stuff going on with him, but I don't think that was his pick because he had talent. Like, and I'm I'm just finding out he made lovers on the song, and that song is like one of my favorite songs on David Guetta's album too. But like, I I just think I don't think he picked. I think he still had more to give in my books. That's an interesting example you just made about Martin Garrix. Like, that was like that was his levels, right? Animals yeah. was like what put him literally out. animals literally. was everywhere, right? However, Martin Garrix didn't produce a song that was significantly better than Animals based off the hype of the song. Okay. Yep. So he went levels and wake me up. Okay. This guy went animals and then it's up here, right? As far as streams and everything. And it's just it's it's plateaued. Oh, You've got yeah. a lot of songs that are like there, but no yeah. nothing like showed Martin Garrix more than animals in sense. You think of animals right away, Martin Garrix. And don't exactly. forget, that guy's 25 years old. He closed to yeah. Marlin at the age of 19. Uh-huh. Like, like, who does that? He's he's another, that's, that's a complete other segment. You know what I mean? Like, like Martin Garrix is also up there as one of the most influential EDM artists like of all time. And he's only 25, which is crazy. 
yeah that's actually a perfect example Stefan like that's a good analogy but then you have Avicii his levels was like for Martin Garrix was like animals but then he was able to prov- uh, produce wake me up like he still had more to give I believe he did. That's the thing we'll never know. I, I completely we'll never understand know. Yeah. and respect and actually agree to some extent of, of Sean's opinion. Um, but that's the thing we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Um, I'm in the middle of fence of this because there's that. I get what Sean is saying. Like, and I think Stefan, you did touch upon this too. Like where wake me up was so high up there that like it was, a, such a detriment to him because everything he made after that could never top that and it was so much pressure to him leading to what yeah. has happened i get that if you're talking about that potential peak then yes but if you're talking about his whole body of work it's hard it's hard to say because it's not it's like let me let me give you another example this is we're going off of edm now biggie and tupac we will never know what their peak is they release classics california love right. Dear Mama by Tupac. And then you have just, just a couple of them. Then you have for a Biggie, you had Juicy. You had, um, you know, Hypnotize, a bunch of... Big Papa, yes, yes. Yeah, Big Papa, all those songs. Classics. But they were they died at like in the mid-20s. We don't know what their peaks would have been. So that argument can also be made too. And that's a valid point because would have, should have, could have. But for Tim's case, it was a bit different. I see where, where you're coming from with that as well. Um, so I'm in the middle of the fence with that. I know it's a cop-out answer for myself, but I, <laughs> I, I can see like where that peak is very like controversial. You know what I mean? And it's a double-edged sword, right? So now here's another controversial topic for you. We'll start off with uh, Stefan first. Does his death cement his name even further? Or did he already cement his name before his death? What came first, um, chicken or the egg? I think, <laughs> I think that um, I think he cemented his name in history long before his passing. I think that his passing, I think, made everyone realize potentially what he lost. Uh, in a sense, I think that I think it's very interesting to think about. You know, it's like because he, he he went off toward 2016, right? He was very quiet for a while. He was going through his own mental health issues. I think he was an alcoholic at one point. He had kidney uh, like transplant and surgery, you know, or liver, sorry. Um, so he was going through a lot of stuff mentally. And honestly, like I actually questioned myself like 2015, 16, I was like, where, where is Ibiji? Like, I, like nothing, nothing's been out for a while now. Yeah. So I think that when he passed away and it hit you that you will never hear another Ibiji song. Mm. That's like, that was kind of like crazy to me. And I think that's what hit everyone by storm. It's like, oh my God, like we didn't realize we had this right in front of us this entire time. And now it's gone. That's kind of like an MJ, you yep. know, MJ obviously was, was older um, when he passed away as far as uh, he hasn't produced much, but like you're looking back at all of MJ's tracks and you're like, I'll never hear one of these tracks again from this man yep. or see a performance by this man. It's like, it's kind of crazy. You know, it's like life's, life's too short. You know, life's really short. It's, I think that's like the, the main thing with it. So I think he cemented himself in the music industry long before his passing. However, I think that, you know, his passing made him, made everyone realize how iconic he was. Maybe, maybe mm. people took it for granted a little bit, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. You could, you could put up a list of other people on there as well. You know I mean? The yeah. list goes on. Yep. Talented Die Young, Amy Winehouse, uh, Kurt Cobain, 
um, from Nirvana, you know, you have Biggie, Tupac, you have MJ, of course, you have Freddie Mercury from the from Queen, like yeah, oh my God, like Freddie, like, John Lennon from the Beatles, like list goes Marvin Gaye, list goes on, like you know what I mean, Mac Miller, even someone as recent as that Nipsey Hussle, Pop Smoke, you know what I mean, yeah, list goes on, rest in peace to all those legends, but you know, um, you hit the nail on the head, um, people who knew Avicii knew. He already made a name for himself before before he mm-hmm. passed away. Like so, yes, I do strongly believe um, his name was cemented before he passed away. But then on the flip side, I think his passing actually helped gain him more new followers as well because uh, he just had such a huge uh, fan base, and everyone was taken by storm when we're like, "Oh my God, Avicii passed away." And people that don't listen to him, they're like, okay, who's this guy, Avicii? And now they were able to, like, go and, like, actually listen to his music. And I'm happy because I feel like he was able to gain uh, even more population that came over to his side to listen. But like Stefan did say, I think it was, I feel like when he died, he just hit us. Oh, my God. We're never going to be able to hear something like this ever again. Like, this is such an Avicii sound. And technically, it's gone. Moving on to the next controversial question here. It's controversial after controversial. Then we'll pick it up um, a bit more positive. This is my opinion. So y'all at home, you can at me. You, you guys as well, you can at me as well. But Before I let you off, make sure you check out the Barbershop Quintet podcast on all streaming platforms. Give us a like. Give us a five-star review on Apple Pod and follow us at BB Shop Quintet Podcast on IG if you want to be involved as a guest on our panel or have any topics you'd like to discuss about. Hit us up on our IG account or email us at bbshopquintetpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your fresh inputs and ideas for this pod. Let us be your top five of the day. I know there was a lot of significance behind the Tim album and connected to a very deep level. And there was an underlying message that was conveyed from him through that song. But personally for me, it wasn't as good as the other albums that he released before that. That's just my opinion. Like true, the nights, the days EP. Let's start off with Stefan first, because you, you, you kind of alluded to the Tim album a few times already. Um, more, more than all of us, actually. So why do you think some might think so, including myself, of course, and especially compared to like our other artists and their post-mortem albums who actually got better <laughs> as they passed away? No, that's that's I'm going to I'm going to agree with you a, a fair bit there in a sense, because mm-hmm. it wasn't it wasn't his album. He finished, I think, whatever was reported. I think he finished, yeah. what, 30, 40, 50 percent of the album. Yeah, you know? it wasn't much. Yeah. So he had the, the basis of the song. So it wasn't. I guarantee that if if Avicii finished that album himself, every song would be completely different, or at least have a different kind of like ending to it, or uh, melody harmonies, like everything would have been different, you know. So this was basically based off the people that were around him, his producers, his singers, his features, um, basically all getting together. And you know, first of all, that took a year actually because the family had to write off um, some of the trademarks of his beats and samples and whatnot. Mm. So it took them about a year for them to actually give privilege yeah, to other people to work that. with it. Yeah. 
So that's why it came out in 2019. Um, or yeah, I think it was 2019. I think the idea was there. And the fact that it was called Tim, I'm not sure if it was called Tim um, prior to his passing or not. Yep. However, yeah, I think that if Avicii actually produced that entire album, it'd be completely different. Who knows? Maybe one of those songs on that album could have actually been it's big. Yep. You, you never know. You know what I mean? That's true. I'm not saying it would have, but yes, it was, it was people making the music based off what they thought he wanted out of the songs. But mm-hmm. no one is ever going to know what, they want, what he wanted except Avicii. So I, I would agree with you. It's, it's not his best work, but it's like, best work. You know what I mean? In, in, in retrospect, but it's, it's a very nice goodbye, you know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. obviously it is a much more collaborative album. I think mm-hmm. it's not, of course, how it would have ended up had it been finished and started, you know, by yeah. one, one artist. But, you know, I, I also feel like so much of his music comes down to capturing um a time and place and like a nostalgia at least for me mm-hmm. and just the kind of like weight of his like first stuff on the whole edm scene it just mm-hmm. felt so powerful so you know yeah sure it's not as good of an album but i also think generally speaking um music had kind of moved on from that sound as far as it mm-hmm. being the real kind of dominant force it once was yeah good point that's a very good point that's a very very good point sean that's actually a good way of saying um seeing what maybe might have affected the album um i'm half and half i don't think that was his best album but also i feel like guys this is honestly a testament of who we are missing like Mm -hmm. obviously eva vinci was actually on that track, on all those songs, obviously might have turned out way better or way better than we've hoped for. And I'm happy people are feeling this way because I'm like, yes, we do miss Avicii. And this is just a testament of how awesome and how amazing he is and the mark he's actually left on the world. And to be quite frankly, I honestly would have been surprised if that album was like top-notch Avicii, then you'd be like, you know what? Anyone can replicate this then. But no one can do what Avicii does. So it's good you're feeling that way, Tony. It's good you're feeling that way, Sean. It's good you're feeling that way, Stefan. Because we do miss him and we do miss his music. So what we can do now is literally enjoy the past jams and tunes is provided for us. Mm-hmm. It's a bit different when you're a rapper or when you're a singer and you pass away compared to a producer. You can replicate so much like Pop Smoke, there's a conspiracy out there. I'm not going to dive into it. 50 Cent might be doing half, half his vocals. Um, I see it. Sounds so alike, right? There's also other artists too that they can plug in there or like get, you know, samples and just use it from their other voice and use set, test some technology that, that can create and recreate his own voice. Like, no way Juice World is producing all, like, getting all these songs out. Mac Miller, you know what I mean? And with the producing side of it is just a bit different because you can replicate voices through technology, but you can't replicate the same sound. The way a, a DJ puts the beat, articulates it together, you can, you just can't do it. If it's well, not think, the original person. I think that person, goes off what we just said about Tim, though. It's like, it's, yeah. it doesn't sound like an Avicii album. No, you know? exactly. So you could tell right away. So yeah, so that, that's, that's uh, 
Yeah, that was a very, I, I didn't know it was going to be a hot take. So I just put it out there. But um, because most albums, you know, from from more other artists, they were just like, all right, once they died, their, their post-death albums just became bigger. <laughs> like like Biggie, for example, right? So, okay. My next question here is, um, what's your thoughts on the general music or entertainment industry? Just, uh, I, I assume, and I can see that you guys have all watched the Avicii documentary. So, um, Sean, what, what do you think your takes on it is? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm just going to speak kind of to the like EDM genre. Um, but, you know, I, I think now it is kind of a shell of what it used to be. I think it's much more of a subculture than anything now. Um, I, you know, I think Avicii definitely, he made an influence. I think you can hear people like Martin Garrix and clearly there's like a similar sound. I think arguably you get people like Chainsmokers who pretty much have kind of taken on, you know, quasi Avicii sound. And then you get uh, like Marshmallow. And I just think that whole, um, you know, I think you can all trace back to Avicii. I think he's made his mark on EDM. Um, but unfortunately, it's just it's not the dominant genre anymore. But, you know, there's still great songs coming out from a lot of new musicians. And, um, you know, I think it's it's doing the genre good, even if it's not the top genre. There's one thing that you 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 point that you made there that will also funny as segues into my next question after. So, Stefan, what's your take on this? No, I think by far um, hip hop and rap are dominating the music industry today. Um, I think I think, like you said, there's different eras of music and different depends who's popping, who's not, who has the most artists coming out of that genre specifically. Mm -hmm. um, I think house has definitely dipped a significant amount. Mm -hmm. um, like you said, it's a lot of, like uh, like Sean actually mentioned, like Marshmallow and Chainsmoke is very, very generic, very, very radio to the point where it's not really influential at all. It's just they're producing things to, you know, make, get, get a bag, basically. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, what, that's what's leading a lot of people these days in the music industry. Like, if I can't produce something that's going to make me money, why produce anything? Let me try and do something else. It's like, no, it's like if you're passionate about something, do it and you'll blow up. You think Avicii thought one of his songs was going to be like, you know, you probably just, there's no way he knew Wake Me Up was going to be that bit or levels. Or, there's no way, you know, it just, nope. it just, you have a feeling. You're like, you know what? This song's, you know, this song's a track. This song is a good song. A bunch of people have heard it, but you know, you, you didn't know it was going to be that big. That's why I'm a big fan of people trying out new things. If it doesn't work out, you try, man. You, you followed your passion in a sense, you know? So Mm -hmm. um i think that the, it has dipped i think festivals especially with covid now are are <laughs> not going away once yeah. you know everything goes back to normal i think the festival life has always been top notch for edm mm -hmm. um as far as like listening and stuff you know the sets it's, it's really techie these days so house music mm -hmm. is very very techie these days um yep. and, yeah drum and bass and you know that kind of stuff so Ace house yep. yeah yep. yeah yep. so i actually didn't watch the uh the documentary. the documentary about his death and whatever i i didn't i didn't watch it because um i read some stuff online on how much it was going through and i don't know i just couldn't bring myself to uh watch it but um what you guys have said is pretty right um i noticed it too edm itself like the music the genre is literally declining um i'm not sure why but uh 
from what you said, Stefan, I think it's just people trying to make generic music or what they feel like it's poppy to make them money. I mean, you can't blame them because they're also trying to make money, but quite often I find that music that people actually try, people that do music from the heart, like it always skyrockets and it's, it's always good. A good example, again, it's Avicii, like he was feeling this song. That's why we were also able to feel what it was trying to uh, put through to us as well. But also, because even before Kobe started, <laughs> bro, you're right. Like I went to a lot of festivals, well, not festival, concert, festivals too. And bro, it's literally all techno house that they're playing now. And like sometimes they're good because they mix with like some puppet that you can dance. You have to be on a certain vibe. You have to be on a certain I'm, vibe for it. Like big room, it's not, it's gone. And then it's either headbanging, so like ever after kind of music or like techno house. There's no different dubstep or whatever. So I think it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting when the uh, EDM scene opens back up. And I mean, when we're able to go to concert, I wanna see what kind of genre is gonna skyrocket and be played by these DJs. Like, how are they gonna start playing? Cause there's so many options to pick from. But before COVID happened, yes, you were right. It was techno house, techno future house. I'm like, bro. I think, Gide, to go off your point, I think I think we're genuinely waiting for new grades. We are in a transition transitional era. Transition, okay. Yeah, so okay. I see. I agree. I see. What you know what I mean? Like that. we don't have the yeah. prime sushi mod. Like Alesso's probably the last great from our era. You know what I mean? That's like really there. Yeah. And and Chami and like you have those guys. You know. So I think that. Yeah. Give it 10 years and we'll have another, probably not to wow. the you know, extent, but we'll have another potential Avicii Ask or Sushos Mafia Ask or Prime David Getter, TS Story. Right. Is, you know what I mean? I'm happy you said Chami though, because I think once everything opens up, I think Chami is about to snap. It's probably going to be number one, number he's two. He's fen- like phenomenal. Like producing wise, yeah. the, guy is, the guy's a genius, you know? So he is, he is good. So, I'll give you yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. A really good point because music is so, so, so cyclical, right? It always comes back just like fashion. It always comes back. Like you hear it like trance, trance was it trance and techno? Techno's tech house. Don't forget that. And that was in the 90s, 2000s. Yeah. So. Big we'll House see, might come back. I, I, that's yeah, true. that's what I'm saying. I think Big House might come back, and I, I, Trance will come back. I mean, that was like the prime Armin Van Buren '90s. You know, it's like like when Tiesto was, did it. Tiesto had so many Trance songs. You know, oh my and, god. And, that, and that's 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 a great point you made right there, Stefan, earlier because you said that there are artists like Chainsmokers and like all these guys who are trying out there to get their bag, but the ones who lasted the longest was the ones who stuck true to their sound for decades but they release a handful of albums that were like here here's it here's it for the radio like there it is and well, they like in a came sense, back in a sense that's debatable because like tiesto tiesto came out with the business recently oh yeah okay so that that song was number one on house charts for a while i but, knew you were uh, gonna say tiesto music yeah don't, don't like, get me started on tiesto that's like, I knew- <laughs> don't like that guy has 50 people in the room doing it with him you know like whatever yeah that's, that but that's what i'm saying he did his trance thing it blew up yep right? He mixed, he changed based off what people wanted, you know? Exactly. He never, many people have not stuck true to their own thing, but you have to yep. do that in the music industry. So. You have yeah. to. You have to. Okay, so next question here. What DJs do you think was influenced by him the most? And to follow, follow that up, who is the closest thing to Avicii? Let's start off with Stefan first, because I know 
that I asked something very similar with the soccer episode or the foot mm-hmm. footy episode last week, where when Leo Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo comes down, who will be on top, right? In five years, this is something very similar. We know that in, in, in Avicii's case, his sound is his sound. There's no one that re- can replicate it. Right. I think everybody was influenced him to be fair to a certain extent Okay. Um, where you can create a track and have it become the number one song in the world and have 1.2 billion streams on Spotify, for example, it's possible. Okay. Yeah. If it has that uniqueness, Mm-hmm. I'm not going to mention anybody prior to him as far as the greats because Avicii is one of the greats. This isn't like, this isn't like soccer where let's say these guys score three thousand goals yep. and the second person scores a hundred, then this guy's by far the best. You know, this is like this is music. Music's completely different, obviously. Um, yes, sir. Is Avicii one of the greatest? One hundred percent. Is he the greatest? You can't really say because it's so subjective. Mm-hmm. There's no. It's not like you're stat padding a DJ. You know, it's not like he's got. Oh, he's got ten hours more on me. Uh, live sets so he's better it, does, it doesn't work like that you know yeah, yeah, yeah. um i think everyone has influenced him post post uh, him and especially post-mortem i think that everybody really really got influenced by him probably garrick's i'd say oh yeah really okay interesting yeah. okay hmm. you, uh, mm, what's your <laughs> what's your uh, rebuttal so like uh music is tricky so like the first part of your question was would you who do you think he influenced? Honestly, I want to say everyone, because just putting it out there, even right now with pop and trap music, like what is popping in the hip hop world is trap. And then there's one song that becomes a banger, then everyone tries to replicate that song. So they're mm-hmm. on top of the chart. And then Avicii has this really unique sound that I think everyone tries to incorporate in their song. So him being a pioneer I think he actually influenced everyone but um who I think is kind of close I personally when I listen to them I'm like you know what I could kind of get a sense of Avicii I could try and put my mindset that I'm actually listening to Avicii would kind of be Kygo a little bit or like Alan Walker Hmm. Ah, okay I can see that okay and then like his faded and then you're like euphoria you close your eye and then kaigo is sold the show mm. firestone like i don't know like it just, i feel like they're similar obviously i don't think they can get to the le- to his level but that's the beauty of it i feel like those two do something in their own world too that is really good as well mm. but then when i listen to them i could hear kaigo mm. sean yeah uh, i think you guys pretty much nailed all like the big acts that came from the Avicii sound. I do think Marshmallow is kind of in there to some degree. I think he's sort of the like modern iteration. Uh, I think what was really cool about Avicii though is he was, maybe I'm like naive in saying this, but like, I think he was one of the people who really kind of started as like a bedroom musician and like kind of just used what he had from his room, used like simple tools and kind of like made a name for himself and i think there's so many musicians that kind of are in the house scene that are running an operation out of their bedroom and i think that's partially why you get a genre like edm that's like so fractured there's like thousands of artists that i could talk to someone else who likes the exact same genre and we could be listening to like totally different musicians at the top of their game but it's just there's so much variety and i think 
to say he didn't really like start that, but I think he was just one of the first big names that kind of came from a, like a simple setup. And um, I think you guys, yeah, captured the big names that followed his sound a little bit. Um, for me, influence to in, be influenced, I'd say it's his sound, like what his sound is. And uh, as I alluded to earlier, he pioneers the tropical house sort of vibe. So a few on top of my head, that's the closest, I guess, or it has been really um, personified that sound to an extent, of course. Kygo, as mentioned already by G-Day. Robin Schultz, a guy that we all went to watch um, to go see. Very, very good. Lost Frequencies is another artist as well. He has that tropical house vibe as well. Um, Matoma is a very low-key guy, but he also had some like biggie remixes and that very like tropical sound to him as well. I don't know. Alan Walker, that's a very intriguing take. I, I can see that too. I was going to say like good call on Alan Walker. He's he's so talented too, uh, as is Kaigo. I, can, I cannot believe I didn't mention Kaigo. So those guys are... And Schultz, what am I saying? Like these guys are all like, <laughs> like cops, you know. Like, yeah. yeah, I was. Yeah, you love Schultz, uh, Stefan. <laughs> Dude, when when Never Go Back came on at that set, oh yeah, that, you would never think that would be played in um, Toy Box, but that no, vibe no. was crazy. Yeah, such a chill vibe. Oh Great man, time. yeah, you're on uh, cloud nine. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, so, I mean Don Diablo has to be tossed in there as well. Oh yeah, even I'm breaking out. I'm, I'm breaking right now. Like these guys are all yeah. like, uh, I'm just yeah. forgetting names. Honestly, they're they're all like under the, the shuffle, the tropical house vibe, and that's what like kind of came from Vici in a sense. All right, so a um, couple more questions here. So we mentioned earlier that there's a lot of songs that kind of like we didn't know that Tim or Avicii, for those who don't know, was under the wraps producing. You know what I mean? There are songs that are like there's 10 producers on it. And when you hear that one sound, you know it's him. So based on that and also his songs as well that he's featured artisan, what's the one name that you can think of right now that he has turned that person single-handedly from nothing to something? Hey y'all, as you heard, sadly, I do not have sponsors, but I do have very amazingly talented friends and apps that I like to share and shamelessly plug in here. The stunning and sleek hand drawn and hand painted logo that you've seen, go check my friend Ashley at her IG account at ashley.bydesign. That's A-S-H-E-L-Y dot B-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N for your creative and artsy needs. And now for a banger of an intro and outro, check out my musically talented mastermind friend, Dylan, at his IG account, at by Dylan. That's at B-Y-D-I-L-L-E-N. For all of your music production and beats, two apps y'all need to try out, Canva, where I have created some of my social media content and promo from, and GroovePad. For the sick West Coast transitions you heard before this plug and right before we get back to the program. Now go check them out and we'll be right back. This might also be on everyone's list, but um, I think someone it helped would be Sandro Cavasa from Without You and Aloha Black from Wake Me Up. 
because that's how I knew who the fuck Alua Black was. And I started listening to his music. And boys, this guy can sing. Also, I'm also I respect people that have lungs that can sing. And I'm happy Kaigo kept him on that track because now I was able to learn about a new artist as well. Yeah, I think I think one big thing that also my friends that are, are not really into EDM um, about is they mentioned that, oh, like, who's this feature? Who's this singer? Like, he's just using him for his voice and that's it. But you can look at the side where these guys now have a career because the DJ called them to do this vocal, you know? So yeah. I agree. Maybe they don't get paid enough or they're not, you know, boosted enough in a sense. I agree. It's because, you know, you're there for the DJ in a sense. But like you said, I think Aloe Black is a perfect example. That guy, that guy's voice is phenomenal. If it wasn't for Wake Me Up, he probably would have been on songs because he's true talent. Um, mm-hmm. But that really just made him like a, like a go-to. Like, get us making a song. He's like, oh, you want to be like, you know, one of those. So <gasps> Never be alone. Oh, nice. my yeah. God. That, his voice was in that track. Yeah. <laughs> what a song. Like What a song. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Oh, also, also, to go back at the genre that's right now, just wait a year or two. Future rave, David Guetta and Morn, what they're doing right now oh. is gonna oh, be yes. global. That's progressive. That's progressive. So. It's like progressive future. Like it's yeah. weird. Future, but it's future rave. You future rave. I love to it too. I love that. Like yeah. it's future rave. It's a little bit of everything. That Sean, they're you need doing. To get on that. You yeah, need to listen get on to that, that, Sean. Search up David Guetta and Morton. And like, Morton. It's their new collab. Um, it's called Future Rave. That's like what they're labeling as. First it's song crazy. you should listen to is Kill Me Now. Kill Me Now or Kill Me Slowly. Kill me slowly, yeah. Crazy. Kill me slowly. Oh my god, the way it builds up, bro. But listen, oh my god. it's basically like a complete new genre. We haven't heard anything like this before. Because Geta had his Jack Back era oh, with like tech, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but now he made like a future rave. It's kind of like everything put together. Kill me slow. Oh, man. Just wait until That's they're touring slow. again next year, two years, or whatever. Like that. Maybe gonna, that might be it. Yeah, I think right. that'll be the new like that's it's it's massive already right now. So interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Sean, do you have any artists that you think got catapulted by uh, or made a name for themselves from Avicii? Not really. I don't actually know how many of these musicians that mm-hmm. did work with him actually really had much of a career after. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm just naive, but um, I, I think he just pushed a genre. I, I don't think he necessarily made a particular artist famous from collaborating with him. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, I would have to agree with you all as well. The two gentlemen here, um, GD and Stefan. Out of black, fuck. Without Avicii, without that song, I don't think he's anywhere. Um, I think he'd be in indie. I don't think you'd see him on The Voice as a mentor. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, sure. But also... The one artist that I think that I'm pretty sad about that didn't really get blown up as much as I hope they would have been able to was Auto Knows. Um, the duo, yeah. the Swedish duo, Million Voices. Yeah. Um, they were also in the doc. They also did the Tim album as well. Just brilliant, oh. brilliant masterminds, but ne- had that one track and that was it. Like you, if unless you're like a deep dive, like Auto Knows fan, you don't. Like there's nothing else that's iconic from there or like that's played in any other set. So hold up. What about the honorable mention of uh Imagine Dragons? I'm pretty sure he I, think some work with Imagine Dragons. I think they already catapulted themselves. I think they already had catapulted themselves with uh what's that song? Um I forgot. There's this like dark, dark song that was on there. 
I think, feel it in my bones. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forgot no, the name of the song. I think they're already kind of big, um, but a lot of yeah. people heard of them because of because of Vichy too. To be fair, because what was the really? song they made? Mm. Um, I forgot what it was called, but no, I actually agree with Sean. I don't think it was as, as big as a Aloe Black catapult, but yeah, like any artist that has a, a feature with like, you know, another big a big DJ or whatever, they're gonna they're gonna do well. Wow. I think I think Tove Lo is like one of the greatest, yeah, greatest voices you can name. have in like a in like a house song. You know, she's yep. everywhere in that yep. from Major Lazer to Pressure recently with Martin Garrix. What a song that was! Very not Martin Garrix. I don't know if you heard of it. <laughs> Pressure. It came out like a couple months ago. Evan Harry. Oh yeah, I heard that song. That song's so good. Yo, Jeez. it sounds so put put some speakers on. Yo, that's like crazy. that's like that's like future rave deep house. Like, G-Day, G-Day. It's not a Garrick song. Like I was in shock. Okay. Like okay. It's like Pressure. zoo. It's like zoo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And Tove Lo's the voice on it. It's dude, you put some good headphones on or loudspeakers, like it's a, oh, yeah. it's a vibe. Like I playing it after. Going to my last question here before we recap our lesson, going to the buzz cut lightning round. We won't dive too much into this question, but okay. Stefan, you did say something very um, interesting that I would like to bring up in this question, which is very creepy how you know my list of questions without you me saying it before. But um, <laughs> would he rank in the Mount Rushmore of EDM DJs? And would he Follow-up question is, is he on it for you? So don't yeah. list the four. Just say yes or no. Because yes. I, I want to do a top five EDM podcast. Like Sick. DJ podcast. So. That'd be dope. I, th- I think he's there, yes. We, we, so for we, you and the world, you say both? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, okay. I yeah. think that Mount Rushmore needs to maybe like spread out a little more for EDM yeah, at least. No, it's going to be a, like a battle. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be like a little bit, but like he's for sure. He's for sure in the top five probably. Assuming we're not counting groups as individuals, you know, like, yes, he's probably in the top five greatest if you want to put it like that. Or oh, Rushmore has four, so. Or it's a top five podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but if, but if, okay. if we extend it, yeah, that. I guess we got to call it the Scartman Rushmore. Naughty, naughty. <laughs> Um, that was a good one sean do you think he belongs into uh mount rushmore of edm djs and would he belong there for you yeah i think so i think he's pretty much the sound of 2010 to 2020 i think he's Mm. kind of unarguably the most well-known name um i think mount rushmore deserves uh a lot of looking back in yep. and, and, and kind of deciding on those things so mm-hmm. we'll see how much influence he continues to have over the next 10 years because i think that really will solidify uh if he's deserving of a spot hmm. good point good point you you always gotta look in the future to see who else like martin garrix is on you know he's already up there but he's still very particularly young so we gotta see all these artists as well like we mentioned before the break like fisher was on was right there and then COVID hit and, you know, <laughs> so, um, Jide, what's, uh, finally, but you, um, does he belong into the world's, uh, Mount Rushmore EDM DJs and would he belong there for your personal EDM DJs? Honestly, I think, um, he belongs in my personal DJ. And I think for the world, it's a no brainer. I think Avicii is honestly going to make it. It's it's even if it's out of respect for him, like they they're just gonna put him there. 
hmm. as well because like like we all we've all said we've all echoed during this presentation is such a pioneer like it's such a staple like he's so versatile he made songs that no one would see coming okay um yeah for me yes and yes i mean no question about it in the world we are seeing his influence his sounds always going to be one in a million or one in whatever until the next guy comes up or a girl comes up um but for myself yeah of course um i think most of his shit true is one of the best albums i've ever listened to in my whole entire life um just in all spec all genres a mutual friend of ours or um or so friend i don't know but a mutual acquaintance of ours um he is the hugest avici fan but i could he didn't contact me back for some reason but i was gonna try to get him on but he mentioned to me a few years ago that he was gonna get a tattoo the avici symbol and i was like if i was gonna get another tattoo and it was something stupid like a fucking like symbol or some shit it would either be that one or the mate or the diplo uh dinosaur <laughs> But yeah, that, that's how much Avicii has influenced my life. So um, so he definitely belongs up there for me. All right. So thank you, everyone, for your time today and your insight. Now, before we wrap it, uh, wrap it up and go into the buzz cut lighting around here, let's go through our list one final time. So I believe it was Stefan who started first, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Stefan. Yeah. Stefan chose Kobe. Yeah. So Stefan goes first. So if you can please recap your list, whatever order you started, if there was no order, just don't worry about it. Just your top five Vici songs and then Sean next and then G day last. So Stefan, go ahead. Yeah. So my top five was, um, uh, levels wake me up mm-hmm. the nights. Mm-hmm. I could be the one and lovers on the sun. All right. Perfect. Thank you for pulling a back-to-back bender with us. Uh, yes, sir. appreciate it, Stefan. <laughs> And we'll definitely have you more on more shows for sure. Sounds good. Um, Sean, um, if we can have your list as well, please. Uh, without you for number one, my feelings for you. Number two, three, Seek Bromance. Four, Super Love. Five, Insomnia. Thank you so much, Sean, for your time as well and for being the last minute plug here. Going to my number third guest and my number third, my number three guest and my last guest here um thank you for posting the list as well so we can all know what it is off the record um g-day if you can also please go through your list as well for us please yeah for sure uh in no particular order i had hey brother silhouettes waiting for love you make me feelings for you perfect thanks so much for your time today and your list as well and for sean and g-day we'll definitely have you on more shows um for myself number five for me is nervo uh, produced by Avicii, You're Gonna Love Again. Um, number four, I Could Be the One with Nicky Romero. Number three, Levels. Number two, Wake Me Up. And number one, Seek Bromance under the alias Tim Berg. Now, going to our buzz cut lightning round here. Um, Sean, this is your first time. Stefan, this is your second time. And Gide, this is your ex time. And But for our listeners at home, this would be just a little quick refresher. So again, you'll quickly have to each formulate a convincing buy and argument on top five lists or top of my choosing. No, no bribery. So I will give you my Ticketmaster account. You can buy me anything you want. Gift it to me. I will take that for the next rave. But, or you can just pass me a pack of gum. Just rescue me or give me whatever. But um, no, there's no briberies. You have to try to persuade me here. Answers can be unique or original as you want it to be. 
You could be illogical or logical here. Based on those arguments, I, the decider, will pick which answer will resonate with me the most. However, there's one catch. Each guest has a total of 50 seconds. Go over the argument. Um, you'll get penalized. You can't finish it. You'll get penalized. And I'll give the oppositional guest the advantage. So before we bring up the random number generator again to decide who gets to go first, second, and third, I've sent the, you know, the, the topic to my guests here in advance as usual. And for this particular question, it's pretty simple. Um, we went through how his uh, Avicii sound would never, you know, will, will be similar. There'll be people who do a similar sound to it, but will never be the same. And you can see that through his Tim album, his last album. Um, so the question today that I'm going to pose to my guests is, what's a non-EDM song that you'd like to hear get that Avicii touch or that Avicii remix or that sound? Um, so because Stefan, you got the first, uh, the first time, right? Let's start off with you. What's the number between 1 to 25 that you'd like to select? Um, 21. 21, okay. Sean, you're second. What's a number uh, that you like to select here? Uh, I'll take eight. Eight. Oh, flipping on the other side, recipes, Kobe. There's a lot of eights that's been chosen throughout this like 25 episodes. Um, very, very, very prevalent to something, you know? Um, G-Day, what's the number you're going to choose here today? I'll do number one. <laughs> number one. All right. So we got number. What number did you choose, Stefan? 20 something? 20. No, I said 21. 21. Oh, 21. 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, 21, um, but I know you can do it. So, so you have to tell me the song and kind of the reason why as well as to why you chose the song. Okay. And I'm not going to let you off the hook that easily with just shoot the song name and you're done in 50 seconds. That's not what it's there for. So Sean, do you have your buzz cut lightning round answer for me? All right. Yeah. So your buzz cut lightning round starts in three, two. So I think given the, uh, upcoming of uh, Avicii it was pretty obvious that his trick in the bag is just getting a really good uh, remix out of especially the music that I love he just remixes like an old classic gives it life gives it his own sound and I think that's really what kind of brought him up to his superstardom um, example super love um, you know my feelings for you these are all remixes. Uh, I love the song Gypsy Woman by Crystal Waters. It's a dance classic. And I think if Avicii gave it his own spin, that would have been a top five on my list, top five on your list. Time. And, uh, okay. At least you got your, I was worried you're not going to get your song name. Out. I was like, all right, great explanation. But where's your, where's your song, my guy? Okay. Gypsy, Gypsy what, sorry? By Crystal Waters? Gypsy Woman. It's a classic dance track. You would know when you hear it. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Stefan, you're up next. Do you have your uh, buzz cut lightning around for me? Yeah, it's gonna be pretty funny. <laughs> okay. So Stefan, <laughs> your buzz cut lightning around starts in three, 
too. All right, picture this. Gautier is somebody that I used to know, okay? One hit wonder, debatably one of the greatest, well, one of, the, one of my favorite songs ever. And you put a little Avicii twist on it, and maybe Gautier is not a one hit wonder after all this, okay? So, Gautier is somebody that I used to know, the chill vibe that it is with an Avicii sound, I think would be crazy. And you know what? Since I have a little more time, what about a pumped up kicks by Boss of the People with like, <laughs> nah, okay, yeah, no, let's take the original one. Yeah. <laughs> Go take somebody that I used you to get know. two answers. Ah, I got, I got time. Hey, I already gave my answer. You got time. Just you could just chill enough. Stretch like that. I like the, uh, yeah, some, know, actually. That'd be kind of cool, I think. Hmm. Now I'm reconsidering my answer. <laughs> okay, so what what answer are you going with here? Go to you somewhere. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, I was I was joking okay. the foster people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Not not really that funny. I was like, picture something funny. I was gonna be like, am I gonna fucking die here? But I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I thought that was not gonna hit. <laughs> I was just like, mm-hmm. I just really like that song. I was, I was like, no, no. I'll tell you my reasoning after on who I decide. So, um, and why. Um, Jide, do you have your buzz cut lying around? Let's do it. All right, your answer to the buzz color round starts in three, two. Okay, so um, I chose this song just based on the vibe and something we've all said about Avicii is just the vibe you hear from his song and like like what you get from it. Um, I'm not going to say much, but I just want you guys to listen to this song. Can you hear? But. Oh my god. Pitches by Justin Bieber. Imagine Avicii just throwing some kind of remix. You're freaking on fucking on the floor. Your eyes closed, lights going up at like Veld or wherever. Like I feel like this remix would be fucking dope, but that's it. Pitches by Justin. <laughs> okay. So after uh two second deliberation. <laughs> two seconds I, I know i know who i'm picking <laughs> this is probably the easiest one uh, sean good try you'll be on many podcasts later so you'll get another chance at it sorry buddy you're third <laughs> stefan's like yes i knew you <laughs> i know i, I knew I you know i'd be peaches i know i'd be peaches <laughs> yeah okay um, we'll see just because I, uh, for myself, you had to appease me. So, like, I don't know Gypsy Waters. Maybe I changed my mind. You should have played it just like what it, it's you a did. Banger. It's a banger, to be fair. Is it? Okay. I'm happy you don't know it because I think that's, yeah. Yeah. It helped um, you. <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> um, my number one track would have to go to, and I love Justin Bieber, by the way. Put it on record. Come on, come on just hey. I know, just cut to the chase, man. <laughs> Somebody I used to know. That's Let's my number go, one bro. track. That's two and all. Um, yeah. Let's go. Just, just. Two well, the first row, one's eh? by default because you're a one. Uh, yeah, I guess no, it wasn't default. Um, but no, I mean that that song is one of the all-time classics, and even it was well, well first it was made by someone else, and it was remade again, yeah. and it got repopularized. Don't forget that. But walk off yeah. the earth. So I mean. It can get re-sparked again. I can see that. But also, Peaches, there's parts in that song that you don't even, like, Giveon and Daniel Caesar, no offense to them. There's parts of it that no one sings. Peaches, 
it's only that chorus. Someone I used to know, yo, like that's a that could be borderline a karaoke song for some people. Oh, it is a karaoke song. You know what I mean? And, and and if if you're making a Beachy song out of this, out of this, I feel like if it's a remix, all his remixes I've seen thus far, you play at a festival again. Like I said before, that's a karaoke bar. You know what I mean? Tiesto has a remix of somebody that I used to know. To listen to oh it. does he it's i'm pretty kinda... sure there's another house remix by some other djs too by that song. very very low-key dj has like a really big song yeah yeah, yeah. but i think yo i think a I'm jb i think a jb avici like song would be oh and, 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 I'm, and i'm surprised they never had one yet because hit yeah. uh, jb and diplode had one jb and Skr- jack you yeah. Yep. yeah jack you yeah yeah major laser yep so but congratulations so again, right. Stefan. You swept up another big W underneath your belt. Um, so better luck flexing next time, with my Sean. muscles here. Better next time, Sean. Hey, that's always a first-time guest, man. They're always like, fuck. Now I know. <laughs> it's supposed to be an answer that he likes. Fuck. Um, so, yeah. But I'm a very complex person. No one knows me that much. So, But anyways, thank you all your, uh, all the guests here for your time today and your perspective. Um, <laughs> Sean's so salty. Um, so now for each of you, where can they find you on social media? Well, I guess Sean wants to leave, so I'll leave him last. So so he doesn't dip this fucking, um, you know, this uh, car right now. So Stefan, you wrecked up the W. Um, where can they find you at home? at s vlatko on instagram i'm basically on there all the time yeah that's that's honestly about it hit me up for any soccer or edm or any kind of stuff politics anything you want to talk about <laughs> perfect thank you my friend and uh definitely get you on a three-week bender next week no i'm kidding oh jesus um, no i got exams no. i know you do uh, we'll hit you up we'll hit you up in the summer we'll hit you up in like in hey, may or june don't I'm worry here. thank you again stefan really appreciate your time appreciate today. It, tony thank you thank you um Jide, where can they find you at home? Hit your boy up at J-I-D-E-E-G-B-E-W-U-M-I on Instagram. Thank you so much, Jide. Really appreciate the double bender tonight as well. And uh, we'll hit you up again sometime soon. Uh, watch Got out for that you. spring spring fashion pod, you know? Got um, you, boy. And then Sean. Um, <laughs> this guy's <laughs> not even making eye contact. You're so fucking salty. <laughs> You can find me at uh, Sean.Pendlebury on pretty much all social medias. All right. Thanks, Sean. I swear I thought you were going to say you could find me at (laughs) F-U-C-K-Y-O-U. Well, thank you so much, Sean, again for your time. I'm sorry for your loss. My condolences. You'll come back stronger. You know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So, Um, but thank you again, everyone, for taking the time out of your day today. For our listeners at home, if you enjoyed this pod or have some thoughts on our list or want to submit your own topics you want us to list or debate about, feel free to follow us and hit us up at our IG account at bbshopquintetpodcast or email us at bbshopquintetpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you can give us a follow, a five-star review on Apple Pod, and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. And let's be your top five for the day. Cheers. Long live Avicii. Oh, Rest in peace, Avicii. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Thank you.